Hey, Hada, what's happening in Melee? All kinds of things as per usual for 20-plus episodes. For 20-plus <laughs> episodes, we've been at this, and we go, what are we going to talk about? Of course, there's always something to talk about, mm. and you should all be happy as much for this dead game that is apparently dead and all that stuff, or at least Doubles is dead. Wait, okay, we got to save that for another episode. Doubles is not dead. We're going to get that at the big house this upcoming weekend. And we got Doubles at LTC. What a viewing experience. Hada, Mm. LTC, Lost Tech City. We got to not watch Doubles Top 4 as Hungrybox and Plup beat Mango and SFAT in Grand Finals at LTC. The Sag, the Super Sag, I was... Very annoyed to see a Mango tweet something to the effect of, yeah, went game 10. What a tight set. You had to be there with the other 20 people, Lamau, or however the Bro, tweet went. What? And I'm just molding at I home. That's insane. I didn't, no, they didn't no, stream they, it? No, 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 no. They didn't. Uh, somebody recorded it with their phone. I think it was Bobby Siege or, or somebody Bro, else. But, but, but I'm going to fight someone. That's crazy. But That's I don't think it was actually game 10. I think that was Mango exaggerating a little bit to help make me upset. But I know it wasn't streamed on LTC. That's what I'm saying. I looked for it. I asked on the Melee Stats Discord where you should be able to get anything you want Melee related, by the way. Mm. And nobody came through. And that's not Edwin's fault. It's not Wheat's fault. Well, was Wheat there? I th- it, w- w- wheat was there. So yes, never mind. Wheat, why <laughs> did you record that grand finals? All right, I need to let you talk. Hada, how's it going? I mean, I'm tired of this double slander. I mean, everyone keeps throwing it to the side. Summit has not ran a traditional doubles bracket in I don't know how long. It's like, okay, okay so PewFat aren't playing anymore. And um, I guess like, Team UGS isn't playing as much anymore. It's like the two super hype teams aren't playing anymore. But doubles is insane. Doubles is so cool. Um, again, I'm super biased because, you know, Peach Main and from Colorado and our unranked doubles teams will be any top 100 team out there. Just oh, I'm just saying. Oh. Yo, give me, give me Fizz Wiggle DSJ. Yeah, that's top eight at a major, at least on six or seven different occasions. And both those players have never been top 100. Just saying. But I digress. When it really boils down to it, it's God. The doubles is like half the game in the in all reality. Doubles is what you know. There's so much skill expression. There's a different like meta game that's formed out. It's a completely different skill set. They're like, oh my god, it's so clustery and whatever. And it's just like, no, you're just bad. Stop being bad. Get out of here, bad kids. But what I really, really love about LTC is, and go. Hey, that's a mango dub right there, baby. Mango Nation. That's what I like to see. And um, more than anything, on top of all that, where are my Dark Hero fans at? Dark Hero. <laughs> yes. Smack it up on Pipsqueak real quick. Called out here on this very episode last week. Hada mm. goes, I don't know, Jesse. Dark Hero is pretty good because I was okay, going. Pipsqueak seems to be very confident in the matchup. And nobody went back to the Pipsqueak episode on Radio Melee and like interspliced his audio with the match because it was streamed. But that would be hilarious. I'm just yeah. so good versus Marv. You don't even know. And then getting, you know, like kind of That's getting so the hands from Dark Hero or getting the sword. Let's go, Dark Hero. <laughs> I'm gonna just I'm gonna just make um I might just go and react to the sex. I actually haven't seen it. I was uh busy all 
Hall this past weekend, but um, <laughs> God, I, I, I want to watch that set. I'm so excited to watch John absolutely slice up the dude who made that meme content with the help of uh, Jack Zilla of, uh, you know, your, your public transit is shit, your melee shit, and suddenly I'm just going to go up and then suddenly I'll see you in Michigan and show them that, that your healthcare is shit and this, that, and the other, and then you lose to unranked Texas Mark. <laughs> so shouts out to dark hero also just real quick you were right about dark hero i was right about hungry box plup i know that was an easier call to make for the doubles winner you know hungry box and plup but yeah i just needed to i needed to say it someone needed to say it okay the top eight for lost tech city we have it here consists of mango taking it at first in a game five set over plup and that was actually game 10 because in winners finals it was mango versus plup also in game five so after winners finals mango goes to winner side grands and then plup goes down to losers finals to face hungry box and just smacks hungry box back into like 2019 because that was a swift 3-0 plup and mango with 3-0 victories over hungry box this past weekend at lost tech city that is very impressive to me because this is when hungry box historically rounds into form for his number one campaigns in years past the fall time is the box time but if ltc is an indicator we might not see a lot of potential first place performances from Hungrybox because Mango and Plup had very convincing sets over Hungrybox, Plup and Mango. Very impressive. Yeah, I think um, that it's... I don't want to say Hbox has been solved, but I think that the, the play style... <laughs> <laughs> every know, time you think you do, right? <laughs> every time you think you've solved Hbox, you've solved <laughs> something. Um, I think that Mango specifically has to... Lo- kick into a different mindset and i think he said that on multiple games on the stream where like if if he's locked in mentally and ready to play hbox's game or ready to play into that hbox play style i feel very confident that as long as mango is mentally there he's gonna he's gonna lock in he's gonna take care of business i think plup ibdw and leffen are three of the players and, and uh Wizrope are the players who inherently can get into that mindset pretty easily that sort of play to win, play to look for your individualized neutral wins, not necessarily look to kill, but look to play, look to play for those neutral wins, is a play style that is inherent to whittling down a very disciplined Jigglypuff like Hungrybox. So seeing Wizrobe come out, you know, after not going to a lot of tournaments and take Hbox as close as he did, um, and ha- force Hbox into that crazy pop off, and um, you know, Plup taking it. J Mook has done it. J Mook has taken sets, uh, so I do think Jake can do it. But I think the players who, and this is why I don't feel exorbitantly confident for Hbox going into Big House and or um, Summit this upcoming Summit is, you know, Cody and Leffen are going to be there, and yep. those are the players where, you know, honestly, the last time Hbox played Leffen, the last couple times Hbox looked lost, man. Hbox did not know where he was at and um this kind of goes into my favorite going into the big house let's go big left big <laughs> left is on the sticks he's been getting podium performances in strive like an absolute gamer god and he's got the sheik 
He's got the fox. He's got the mentality. He's still in that fighting game mindset, whether or not he's been competing in melee or not. When you're still in that zone, when you're still competing at the highest level, regardless of the game, you can get into that flow state. You can get into that competitive and champions mindset. It says a lot. So having that coverage, having that matchup coverage where, oh, what if he runs into Amsa? He's got the Sheik if he needs it. What if his Fox is just playing extra crispy? He doesn't even need the Sheik. What if his Fox is a little bit off? He can switch into the Sheik if he needs to. He has the flexibility. If it's to go against Falcon, he's got the Sheik. But the Fox is, you know, has run over so many top Falcons. So it's like he has the matchup coverage. He has the discipline. He's still in that champion's mindset. I feel really good about Leffen going at Big House. All right. We are in Big House mode. The Big House 10. This is a tournament that, assuming that everybody makes it, you know, we're Mango feeling sick, Mango taking COVID tests, testing negative thus far. So other than the pause champ emotes for that, a lot of top players and all the way down to top 30, nearly everybody is going to be at the big house. And this is an open bracket. It's cool that we have the Ludwig Invitational coming up on our birthday weekend, Hada. <laughs> it's cool that we have that going on. But guys, this is um, an open bracket, nearly 1,000 melee entrants. And this this must be said, top 64 looks like a top eight for a weekly or a top eight for a regular major, okay? This is some of these matchups, just to even start off, the winner side, top 64, Hada, are insane. I'm talking about matchups like Nun versus Pipsqueak. How cool is that going to be? Or what about... Leffen versus Zamu. That's just one side of Winter's Side Top 64. What about on the other side of Winter's Side Top 64? What if Ben, the Sheik, we're talking about the Sheik Ben, who, by the way, is Etost's friend sponsored for this event, so let's go Etost. What if Ben has been studying all of the Sheik VODs of Leffen and Jmook having success against Zane? And what if Ben just wins a set versus Zane to start off Winter's Side Top 64? What if... What if... Axe and Lucky. What if Lucky is saying, you know what? Instead of Axe having a hot second half of the year, I just I just get this going and I beat Axe and I get to have my matchup with Mango going into top 24. And then Jmook versus Skurzo or Fiction versus Spark. This is just insane to me that I'm reading to you the first matches on the winner side of top 64. How crazy is that? I sent you the bracket. I just want you to name me some matchups that you're looking forward to seeing there because we have to start with top 64 and whittle down to top eight because there's simply too much talent here to ignore top 64. We have to at least sprinkle attention on everything because, oh my gosh, this event so stacked so many players are going to be there it's going to be amazing i'd say you have to be a top 50 quality level player to even make top 64 at this mm-hmm. point. um you're seeing fat goku and jjm in losers round one yes so fat goku uh five or six time top 100 player uh probably four time top 50 player something along those lines versus jjm who um just recently won a regional i believe in tri-state uh with a probably the nastiest ICs versus puffs zero to death platform combo i handoff combo i've ever seen in my whole life um you can go check some i believe it's on twitter but um i have never seen an ICs zero to death a puff off of grab from the center of stage um without wobbling um and jjm is kind of like nasty with the sauce you have face rolling squid and losers round to top 64 uh dawson versus the devil who is the rebranded swooper uh we have Mo- money panko P- 
Panko going on an outrageous run in the last couple months. And of course, Mott Money being the best Fox out of New Jersey. And we've already gone over how broken Jersey is, has been in the last few months. Super broken. Um, yeah. Some, you got, you know, J Flex, B Bats, uh, Mott Money, uh, Wally as like your top five and JJM being in there as well. It's absolutely disgusting. Um, Lunar Dust Cloaking, Grab Azzle, Soon Say Mateo. Like, these are all incredible players, and without even looking at the winner's side, you have crazy matchups like Aklo Slug and Hbox Zuppy, which is not a free ride for Hbox. Hbox can definitely lose to Zuppy. I can definitely see Zuppy taking over Hbox, and if that were to happen, I think that would be the marquee upset of the upset of the tournament. I could definitely see that happening. What about the Gallant Melee open matchup? Who's going to make Winterside top 24, Hungrybox or Aklo? If that matchup happens, that's literally two or three grand finals of the Gallant Melee opens that we've had so far in the past couple of years. That would be really cool to see because it's happening in real life. Hopefully, oh, please put that on the stream. There are going to be, there are going to be so many matches that are not going to be streamed, Hada. Jesus, our winners' quarterfinals is disgusting. It's yes, let's. We up. have to talk about winners' quarterfinals, dude. It's, it's like these are like winners' semi sets. These are grand every, final sets. Zane versus Mango. Plup Leffen, IBDW J. What? Like this is literally a, the third place match from Genesis. Is IBDW J Mook, and they could be getting ninth. Um, God, that's disgusting. Like they're guaranteed ninth, but. That's a that's a top three level caliber at another super major. Zane Mango has been many, many, many grand finals. Plup Leffen could be a grand final. Hbox Amsa could be a grand final. Uh, God, this tournament is is insane. Um, yeah. Um, and then looking at potentially who wouldn't make top eight. Uh, Ginger's possibly couldn't would possibly miss out on top eight. Fiction, Axe, Moki, Johnny, Nun, um, Kadoran, and even Aklo could be missing out on top eight this tournament like this is i think this has to be all the top 10 players i don't see a top 10 player that's not in it except for lod shouts out to lod oh well i'm a lot my goat my king <laughs> um, um hey um if if dark hero enters i think dark hero wins though <laughs> oh free absolutely uh, this is the freest dark hero dub i've ever seen in my whole life <laughs> <laughs> It's so difficult to choose an angle here for who has the best chance of starting out top 24 and losers and making it up to top eight because the first challenge is that top 24 is on Sunday. So they will play out the bracket on Friday and Saturday down to top 24 and then top 24 like Sunday morning into Sunday evening. I'm assuming something like that. Well, actually they go pretty much back to back as I recall going from top 24 all the way through top eight and finishing at five o'clock and then ultimate top eight is at five thirty or six or, or whatever it is on the schedule. You get it, you get it. It's after Melee's top eight. So for those of us at home or at the venue, like I'll be at the venue, shouts out to me, I guess, that we'll be able to be able to do stuff afterwards, like go home or go out to dinner or go out of the venue and do stuff it's gonna be awesome for europe as well who won't have to start a top eight for melee at four in the morning they can actually theoretically be done you know midnight ish or however the time works again you get it so this is really cool for me and i say melee top eight first all the time i don't care for melee top eight starting at nine o'clock eastern time like it did for genesis eight i just i can't do it <laughs> i would really prefer not to do it anyway <laughs> yeah i do remember uh 
you know, back when I was living in Cincinnati, that being pretty rough. But from a from a uh, spectator's point of view, this is great. You know, doing all top 24 basically through top eight on Sunday is great. But imagining from the perspective, let's say you're a Bobby Big Balls, let's say you're a Fiction Ginger, a Pipsqueak or something, and you are starting in losers round one of top 24, and you're if you have aspirations, which I'm assuming all of them do to make top eight and to continue going through the top eight bracket, the all of these matchups, I'm assuming you're a best of five, and these are all exhausting. So if you are, let's say, uh, let's, let's say Moki. I think Moki has probably the highest ceiling out of the first losers round to actually make an incredibly deep run. Moki has to play a best of five versus Polish, which is losable. Moki has to play a best of five against X, which is losable. Moki then has to be the best Yoshi in the world and one of the top ten players in the world in Amsa, which is outrageously losable. And that's before top eight. Before top have, eight. And then so assuming, you know, going through, you then have to go projected into top eight, losers round one. Leffen is in losers round one of top eight. Oh my god. Leffen is could potentially go out at seventh. So then you'd have to go through Leffen. Then you'd have to go through Cody. Then you'd have to go through Plup. Then you'd have to go through Zane. And then you'd have to go through either Mango or Hungrybox. So it's like I I don't know what kind of you know from a competitor standpoint, this sucks. Like you would I would want to break. I want to breathe a little bit. But like, like again, if you if you're starting in losers round one of top twenty four and you're expected to try to win this tournament back to back to back to back to back, that's exhausting. That's 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 brutal. But again, that affects twenty four players out of the I don't know how many like hundreds of or thousands of melee entrants there are in the singles bracket. Let me tell you this: I also really Almost like Slug's chances if Slug doesn't have to play fiction. If Slug doesn't have to play Fiction, then I like Slug's chances of going on a run to make top eight on Sunday because Slug is an amazing, the best Ice Climbers player in the world and showed that at Double Down by beating Zane and, of course, taking other matchups as well. But when it comes to Fiction, who trusts the laser like no other Falco in the world, you... It is downright depressing to watch Fiction play against a Slug or, Horb or Hoborg. Shouts out to Hoborg, our great Philly, now, uh, formerly New Jersey, now Philly, Luigi player. Watching Fiction play against Hoborg at Pound was depressing because he just would not stop firing the laser. And it is his job. That's what he's supposed to do. But whew, it's tough. And so you can pretty much chalk that up to a loss and say Fiction's going to beat Slug and Slug will never get to go on a great loser's run and make top eight at the Big House 10, one of the most stacked events of the year. But I will also say S2J, if S2J starts out in losers, I like the matchup versus Magi, although shouts out to Magi, versus none. And then against JMook, S2J and JMook went game five, not a month ago oh my gosh it wasn't lost tech city why do i want to say it was lost tech city that was not the event that s2j finished i want to say third or fourth oh gosh why am i forgetting the name of that tournament already this is what happens to my brain hada but you get what i'm saying recently um, went game five with wave dash no it wasn't wave dash no wave dash was, was too that... long ago this was the big event before lost tech city so that's why I'm struggling to remember. Shine? Riptide. It was Riptide. 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 Yes. Riptide. Too many tournaments, which, I, which is not a problem, which isn't really a problem. <laughs> but, 
It's uh when we, when we have too much sick melee to look at, sometimes it blurs together. But don't worry, guys. We have we have all of our stuff together. We're experts. Yeah, we can't be questioned <laughs> on any of this stuff for sure. And for sure. This really leans into the fact that like there are so many wild cards. Not even wild cards. Again, this top twenty four is ridiculous. The top sixty four is ridiculous. There are players in top sixty four who on if they're playing 105% of their potential, they can make it in the top 24. If there is a player in top 24, if they're playing an A-level quality game against someone else's B quality, they could win. Again, so you could see Axe running it into top eight. You could see Nun running it into top eight. You could see S-Fat, Spark. You could see Magi running into top eight. You could see Polish making a top eight performance. We've seen peak Polish. Polish is disgusting. And, like, yes, like Bobby Big Balls has beaten Hungrybox more than any other player, I think, in the last couple of years. <laughs> that's all, That's also warranted to how much they have played online. But, again, peak Bobby is one of the scariest players on the planet. If you get Bobby in, like, combo video mode and he's just winning every single neutral interaction and killing you off every single neutral interaction, it's amazing. It's an amazing and a sight to behold. So... Like, I'm going to be glued to my TV this weekend. It's going to be amazing, and I'm super excited to be able to discuss that and watch this whole performance go down. And so, now we come to top eight. It's Hungrybox versus Plup projected on winner's side. Hungrybox versus Plup, Zane versus IBDW, Down and Losers, Amsa versus Leffen, Mango versus J Mook. Just to start top eight. Whoo! What a blessing this tournament is. But ultimately... The first seed, <laughs> Hungrybox, allegedly going to be winning over Zane. That would be a wild scene because that would involve, if the bracket plays out, Hungrybox winning How is versus. Hungrybox one seed. What? Why is Hbox the one seed? That's what I'm saying. Anyway, any it's neither here nor there. I, I'm just gonna go ahead and chalk it up to a little bit of a little a little bit of of uh of saying hey look in, in the top 10 the seating doesn't matter <laughs> it really, like, I, I to don't be fair i mean there, there are gonna be people who like cry about the seating and it's like you know why is why are Finn and mango seated to be into losers you know why is jay mook and losers why is amsa seated to be in losers blah, 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 blah. it's disrespectful to zane though gotta put gotta put zane as the number one seed i am I don't know, man. That's that's the problem. It's like the top six, seven is as close knit, as competitive as it was during like the prime era of like the five gods. When like like Zane, not Zayna, when Leffen was at the peak of his career and when all the gods were active and competing, like I don't think there has been a more competitive era than there has been now. So whereas Hungrybox can definitely win this. Plup can win this. Zane can win this. IBDW can win this. I can see Leffen winning this. I can see Mango. I can see J Mook winning J. this. J Mook. I can even. I uh, can Hamsa win it. Yeah. Um. Can is uh. I think out of the the top eight seated right now. I there is a universe where Hamsa actually wins this bracket. There mm. really is. Mm. And it, is it? It's the hottest contested spot in the top eight. Um. I think like if. Like J Mook has a ten percent. I think Omsa might have an eight or seven percent chance. It's still a percentage chance. I do think your favorites are going to be Zane, um, Zane Leffen, Plup, maybe. Um, Mango looks has been playing really well. But again, like it's hard to say, man. It's really hard to say. So what I'm going to propose to close out our top eight discussion is rapid fire. Who's going to get first, second, third, tied for fifth, tied for seventh? 
So I'm going to say right now, off the dome, Leffen's winning it. Leffen is going to beat Plup in grand finals, oh. Mango third, Hbox fourth, Cody and JMook fifth, Amsa and Zane seventh. Oh my god. Amsa Zane seventh. I'm calling it right now. Ooh. Those are fighting words for all the Zane fanboys out there. So wow, 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 wow. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Rapid fire. Quick, quick, quick. Off the dome. Use your heart. Uh, Zane, JMook, Hungrybox, Mango, Leffen, Plup, Amsa. Cody. Yeah, and IBDW. I, I, sorry, Cody. Sorry, IBDW. I, I don't think that if IBDW makes top eight, let's just say this. And I hope that you hear this. I will be surprised if you make top eight, Cody, because you're coming back from being inactive Sorry. and we cannot question your work ethic. That's not what's being questioned here. We're questioning after being out of the competition for a couple of months at the very least, how ready are you for a big bracket, an open bracket like this, where you have to be playing melee for long stretches of time. You're preparing for all kinds of different matchups and your stamina is not quite to where you want it to be because of course, IBDW is getting ready, is recovering from surgery for hernia at, at, a, at a, like unprecedented levels of speed, according to his doctor, you know, all those things. So I'm not questioning your work ethic or desire to win this tournament, but I am questioning how most of the other players here, aside from Leffen, Leffen and IBDW being the ones that I'm, I'm not sure about. And what I'll give Leffen credit for is that Leffen tends to have these performances coming back from a long time of not playing melee and playing very well as if the break allowed him to flush out bad things and most of the good things remain uh, is the best way for me to describe my view on how Leffen will perform at this tournament but Leffen is not allowed to win the big house 10 Hada Leffen's not allowed to win because if he or even IBDW come back and win then what's the point of Hungrybox grinding these tournaments or Zane or Mango or JMook I would love to see JMook win this event but I still think if he makes it all the way to grand finals to play against Zane, Zane's going to win out once again. It would involve JMook beating Hungrybox most likely, and that would be amazing to see because he's only done it once versus Hungrybox. It's like a one in seven record, whatever the head-to-head -head is. Hungrybox dominates. But if JMook finds a way to get it done, like he did at, I want to say, Shine or something, I think it was Shine. But whatever the tournament specifically was where Jamie beat Hungrybox, and I thought, this is it. It was Shine. It was Shine. It was Shine. Okay, great. Hooray for memory working out for me there. I, I say Zane's going to win this event. And it's not because that's like the safest pick, because it's not. There are a lot of different characters that Zane will have to account for at this tournament. It's not just Fast Fallers. It's a mix, great mix of Leffen going to Sheik, Jamie's Sheik. There are other amazing sheiks in this bracket as well but all the way down the line but i still say that zane wins this event because he remembers the big house nine game 10 grand finals versus mango where mango has the run of his life or one of the runs of his life you get it he's had a lot of great losers runs in mango's career i think that zane wants this tournament more than anybody else that's here and i know that again is also a stretch to say because these players all want it so bad, but I think Zane is going to take his 
his mental and his uh, preparation all the way there to the top. So upon, again, I was really leaning into like the gut reactions because I do want to see something really hype. Um, I think Zane getting seventh on, on my list is really disingenuous because Zane is the Batman of Melee. Um, Zane with zero prep loses to Superman. You know what I mean? Batman loses to Superman if they have a street fight. But I think Zane with prep is probably the strongest player in Melee with maybe the exception of Leffen. I think Leffen is also Batman-esque in the fact that you give Leffen, if you do like like the old school like FGC, like best of tens, like you, you don't beat Daigo in a best of ten. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Daigo with prep in a best of ten, it's impossible. You, I've never, I don't think anyone's ever beaten Daigo in a best of ten with prep. So like Leffen and Zane are also in that like atmosphere where you give them prep, you have them set up for a super major, they're going to perform, and that's why I value Leffen so highly in the top eight. Um, I think Zane is going to be my upset prone player here. I think Zane is is the proverbial FBI's most wanted this season. A Zane win is probably weighted higher than any other top player win right now, and that's why I think a lot of people are prepping for Zane specifically. Um, I, I will say, now with like 5% of mental prep, I do think I want to switch my Zane and Cody pick. I think Cody's probably going to get 7th, and Zane might be upset prone um, going into top 8. I think uh, an Amso or a Jmook can probably upset Cody or upset Zane for or Zen or Zane or Zen. I know people are Zan, Zan, Zan. Yeah. Um, for maybe a fifth place finish. Um, and again, that's me going and leaning into the. I have a lot of faith in our top ten. Um, that the the gap is not as wide as people think. I think that any person in this top eight is not immune to getting to taking an l and getting seventh that's i think that kind of says a lot to the quality of melee that has been gifted to us in the last couple years we have access to high quality friendlies at the top end 24 7 365 with slippy and with discords and with twitter and you know there aren't people who are lacking puff practice and are how struggling against hbox you can call Dawson. You can call Two Saint. You can call um, Panko, Palpa, SDJ. Panko, <laughs> yeah, SDJ, DSJ. So I'm just gonna say like there's an SDJ and a DSJ. Switch two letters, and there's a top Colorado puff, and then there's a top Texas puff. Whether or not they're the same quality, they're not. I think <laughs> SDJ is a little <laughs> better than DSJ. But shout outs to Adam. That's my dog. Um, <laughs> but regardless, like. There's zero excuse to not being prepared for a super major if you're a top 10, top 20, even top 50 quality player. You have the means to get the highest level of practice. Like you can call up J Flex, you can call up J Not, you can call up J Cam, you can call up J Mook, and you can get that top sheet practice. You can call up J Refin. I'm Refin. J Refin. Did we forget um, Jay Salt or is Jay Salt not Jay, a oh, sheet player? Yes. Sorry, sorry, Jay Salt. Jay Salt is a sheet player. All yeah. the Jays are sheet players. Uh, you can call him <laughs> Jada, who's <laughs> a Pittsburgh sheet. But my point being is prep time and the top level of melee has made it so not only is our quality of melee so ridiculously high, but the gaps that used to be gate kept by lack of practice or lack of access to top level melee no longer exists. We have save stage, training tools, Uncle Punch. Um, and of course, you have Slippy and Discord and communication skills through Twitter and Discord to make sure that everyone is prepared for Championship Sunday. 
And so that's why I think that it's really a toss-up. And I wanted to lean in with my heart and say, big left for a big dub this weekend. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey, Hada, I like the call because if you're right, first of all, two weeks in a row, which would be, you know, but also it would be it would be the quite the upside down world kind of turning event. It would be crazy to see something like that happen. Shout out to Leffen though, entering yet another melee event after having not entered melee events for a couple of months. Battle BC four was incredible. The mastery of Sheik and Fox. Well, Bill William with a big dub. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy to think I'm going to win this tournament and I'm probably not going to enter events for four or five months. No big deal. Return to big house 10, the perhaps one of the most, if not most stacked open bracket event. It's been, it's been amazing to see all of these players and see players who are barely going to scrape into top 64 loser side players who can top eight at, at even just a hair smaller events. But the Big House 10 is that event, which is why I am super excited to go. Let me tell y'all what I'm doing there on Friday. Me, Jake Spear, and Oates, who's the director of Major Zine, we will be opening the content stream by welcome y'all to the Big House 10, all that kind of stuff. Hey, it's Detroit, <laughs> the convention center name. Something like Jack, somebody, it's their convention center apparently. I'll have that intro down between now and two days when I go out and do all that. I'm really excited to be able to do a live segment. It'll be from 2-ish to 3.30-ish. And hey, maybe the schedule changes and we're not going to be on at 2 o'clock anymore on Friday. Maybe we're going to be on later in the day. Who knows? But it's it's us for Bottom of the Smash Mountain. It's the Reeds Tweak Talk podcast. And I think there's something else before Millionaire. Shout out to Melee Stats. You got Fat Goku and the Crimson Blur as your contestants on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. So this is not just going to be amazing bracket play. Be able to see that on all the BTS Smash Twitch channels. You will, of course, be able to see that throughout the weekend. But you're also going to be able to see lots and lots of content. Oh, and the other thing that I'm doing, aside from that and competing in bracket for melee and probably going on two i'm seated five five one i think still is i also am in the 30 entrant 30 entrance 64 bracket i'm hoping to actually play pretty well because i think i'm better at 64 than i am at melee still 64 i've played since i was five years old and i've played it I've played it constantly throughout all these years. And so I feel like my game sense and the fact that I can Z cancel more consistently there will help carry me through. Not against people like Josh Brody, but maybe somebody in that bracket will have the level of experience that I do and I can beat them. But here's what I know. I'm top 32 already at the big house 10 for SSB 464 singles. You know what's up? Yeah, that's sick. Hey, I, I can honestly say I've never gotten top... 32 at a major. So hey, you're doing better than I am. <laughs> uh, 30 engines and I'm top 32 already. Hey, I'm looking forward to going to this event, my first big house and second major that I've only ever gone to pound before this. So I'm, this is, this is going to be super cool. So that's the big house 10. We also have smash summit 14. We got some 
Twitter votes. We're in the Twitter vote stage. Hada, if you have that page pulled up, I'd encourage you to pull it up if you don't, because I'd like you to talk through some of these players who we like the best for getting all the way up into the vote-in phase where now you start buying merch from the store and casting votes. First of all, Bottom of Smash Mountain has put our stamp of approval on All Chat Esports' very own JFlex. So talented. Let's get JFlex to Summit 14. We're lagging a little behind right now at fourth place with 685 nominations. By all means, if you're around, go ahead and throw up a vote. You know, do that thing. That'd be super cool. Yeah, so uh, JFlex for Summit. Three hands. So talented. My personal favorite for Summit, because we are backed by the one and only Genix. That is uh, <laughs> that we have the stamp of approval from Tri-State's own Genix, which is, if you don't know, Genix had over 100k votes when he got himself in. Mm -hmm. so, um, that's all I'm saying. Um, I think our favorites as of right now of the nominated players, uh, Axe Sharp, I think, has a really solid probably to be Europe's representative. Uh, Moki and JFlex are probably going to be my favorites. Um, I think some of our Dark Horses to make a little bit of a run. Skurzo might be able to do a little bit of something-something. Magi could probably do a little something-something. Maybe Mech gets in this time around. <laughs> um, you know, I love that Fizzwiggle entered. I think that's dope. <laughs> I don't think he's going to get in, even though that's my boy. That's, and that's so my mean. From my local Fizzwiggle scene. beat Mango. Fizzwiggle did beat Mango. I think if it was... Um, it, it, it's just tough summit's a hard thing nowadays man summit's tough i would love evan to go to summit is it realistic i'm not 100 sure i would love to throw if i had a bazillion dollars to vote on evan i would do it and if i would do the half of the billion on jflex then i would go all in on fizzwiggle here's what i'm saying jflex gets in round one and then we go all in on fizzwiggle if Evan gets in through the vote, through the nominations, I am down to put all of my energy into getting Flex and to getting um, Fizzwiggle in. Give me those cheeks. Give me those are my boys. Those are the those are the OG OGs. Uh, Evan actually is the OG OG when it comes to melee. Evan was probably my first melee friend because we met in high school. Um, but yeah, I, I God, it's it's gonna be an exciting voting season. And to think that this is what we have after Big House this weekend, it's going to say a lot. So if there's someone going in through the nominations who gets in and has a crazy run at Big House, I think it's going to be something really, really cool. So we'll have to see. I'm sorry. I can't give my second stamp of approval to Fizzwiggle. I'm going to be most likely giving it to Skurzo, who I think I'll be getting onto the podcast in the semi-near future. We shall see. But the people are telling me to get Skurzo on, so probably going to be putting some energy behind Skurzo as well. We shall see. We shall see. Maybe get Fizzwiggle on instead. That would be quite the turnaround. <laughs> we'll see. So then that leads us to... Just closing up stuff, mostly just we're, again, looking forward to the Ludwig Invitational because it'll be a great way to celebrate our birthdays, October 22nd, boys. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. Let's go. And I'm looking forward to, after after this tournament is over, I, I'm going to get back and I'll be tempted to immediately go to an event. But something that I feel like does need to be said is that we should still all aim to be as safe as possible. And I think something that'll help for my own part, this is not possible for some people, so I'm not going to judge you too hard, but try to, try to 
maybe not go to a, an event the very next day when you come back on a Monday night or go to a Wednesday night thing. I, I feel like I'll just say for my part, I won't be going to the local on Friday night after like next week coming back from the big house because I'm going to try to play it safe. I'm just saying I'm going to do the safe stuff that they're talking about doing at the big house, which is, you know, mass policy. You have to have proof of vaccination, trying to continue to take this whole COVID thing seriously. So I'll just say for my part, I, I'm, I'm, this is what I'm going to try to do to try to be as safe as possible. And if that inspires one other person to give that a try, well, uh, you sure. Great. Good for you. Yeah. So again, mass mandate, while it's not, a again it's not mandatory for the most parts of the country again err on the side of caution if you can again we just want to make sure everyone is safe i know a lot of people uh aren't 100 on the whole vaccine train still which is you know it's an unfortunate part of making this a politicized issue just love your fellow man be safe be courteous and just do what you got to do all right hada do we have any other closing thoughts before we get to our exhibition match uh think i'm good to go um i just stay tuned on the socials guys there's gonna be big house is going to be an absolute bloodbath from top 64 onwards there are too many too many high quality melee players to keep an eye out on nowadays so just uh enjoy the melee guys it's a, it's a great time to be a melee fan it's a great time to be a melee fan and to all the audio listeners thank you for joining us for another hada and cypher what's going on in melee episode if you ever want to check out what we're doing for our exhibition best of fives they have been electric so by all means stop on into the live stream stop on into the youtube channel and watch yourself some some good melee i have to say it was really fun last week i'm hoping for it to be just as fun this week but we shall see all right so as i do hot versus cypher best of five on the overlay i'm gonna pull up the screen playing games that's what i call it on the thing transition it over i'm already got melee booted up and almost ready to go 